You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Time. Whoa. I don't know what I'm doing. Carrie's just messing with. Uh, I'm in shambles. I, I think, say, do you want to talk about the, I mean, your mental state right at this moment? It, it feels like you're you're broken a little bit. This camera thing. <laughs> I just threw it on the floor. He's just picked up the bag and chunked this very expensive camera that now is basically large paperweight. I could paperweight. sell the bag more for that than I could the camera right now. Yep. I, I don't think you're wrong about that. Um... I mean, uh, it's just been a long week. I mean, we, we've started, you know, the electrician here. We're spending so much money, and now things are breaking that I have to replace that cost thousands of dollars. So we I wanna... mean, I'm like, I'm trying to carry this for you. I'm trying to like, you know, be your conscience a little bit. Mm-hmm. I will say, I want to give a shout out to uh, board member Oja, who is an electrician. I know he's given me a sweetheart deal on this deal. I mean, he's installing like 15 outlets. Like, uh, I've been posting things on the Crimson Corner like, here's today's progress. And it's just been turned into a roast carry for sucking. <laughs> like, nothing I do is right or good enough for people. They always point out something that is not like even... In, I don't want to get into it. Um, I'm doing a lot of test fitting. Nothing's finalized yet. When I send you something and I say... I'm just excited because I got two TVs hung up on the wall. I want people to see. Like, I can sit in here and watch sports now. I, we, we've we been watching for – we watched some of the – this is easily the most of the Eastern Conference Finals I've seen. And then watching some uh, Big 12 baseball. OU up big here on West Virginia. It is Wednesday night. You will be listening to this on Thursday uh, because there's no way in hell I'm going back and editing this tonight before I go to bed. <laughs> uh, Josh, you're at the Choctaw. Let's get into kind of your week. Sure. You were out at Choc. By the way, how how are you pleased with the facilities from what you've seen? Yeah, no, I mean, you feel like I'm making some progress. It, we, I mean, when I was here last, it was a blank slate basically. Uh-huh. There, there was very little that had happened so far. So, do we need to take a picture of your your ankles to see if anyone can diagnose you with any ailments? Uh, I mean, time? someone did me a solid last time. I had, I realized I had to go in and stop being so fat. So you know that was that was great news. I. Was totally unaware of my fatness, um, <laughs> but no. Uh, that, we did, I didn't even have you try on the XL hats yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we we'll, we'll have to get to that. Eddie Eddie was rocking his out there today. Okay. You know, getting uh, some we got love. something out of going to that place. Yeah, you know, I mean, maybe we can. Besides losing a three thousand dollar camera, I'm just to say we got to do the math on this, but we're gonna sell a lot of hats to pay for that camera. <sighs> um, we just put out the red visor. I finally put it out. Yes, it is a call to action here. Please go buy some gear because we're just losing money hand over fist, right? And we need to buy another $3,000 camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it wasn't insured. You don't really insure. We're, we were never big enough to think about, maybe yes. we should insure our stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we were just so happy we could buy a $3,000 camera when we bought these. It, yeah. It's like, we're not going to pay, like, cell phone insurance on a camera? Like, they took our credit card information. That was exciting news. You know, they, they didn't just send. Yeah, they like didn't. That's cute, guys. They, Thanks. We were just happy we didn't get declined. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it. Um, yeah, it, it was. But a, no, I showed you like we got the new studio cameras mm-hmm. now. And oh, that's it's, it's going to be awesome when we, we get all this together. Now, I won't lie. There is a small sneaking fear of this room looking a little too much like another room I have podcasted from before. Um, at the at the Murdoch Manor, um, th- th- there is we've we've got a little we got a little trash going on. We're getting a little oh come on a dude. little dangerous Look, for me. I'm recycling cardboard. That's the recycling <laughs> cardboard station right there. All right. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. And but, I mean, we have to box shit up. I sure, mean, sure. 
Oh, you're no, not, some of it's 100%. You're not down here shipping. I mean, That's we got the pillow-making machine. I'm sure your daughters would love that if they can. Oh, they that would, yeah. I don't think you'd have to do much else if they could just mess with that. They, that Pearl, if she when she came, she loved the, the air pillow mm-hmm. machine. So. Oh, absolutely. But, no, I mean, uh, so you're out here this week mm-hmm. um, flying in, spending more money that we yeah, are running out of. I left Edmond at about 7.30, drove to McAllister, drove back past Choctaw to go to Deer Creek and then left Deer Creek to come back to Choctaw. So I, I've passed Choctaw three times today before I actually got to it. Um, it you know, it, it was, I think the biggest thing from today was my first chance to see Eric McCarty. Mm-hmm. Um, the, you know, the Oklahoma commitment, uh, OU legacy, and, and just a guy that I, I, I won't lie. Like uh, it's rare that there's no you commitment wherever they are that I don't know pretty well. And him, I, I just, I, I didn't have a real relationship with. So it was kind of interesting to go down there, talk to him a little bit, talk to his coaches and just get a better feel for kind of who he is and what he's about. And he's, he's a pretty low key guy. I kind yeah. of, I wondered what he would be like, but he's, you know, he, he's a small town Oklahoma guy and just kind of, I think, would rather be unnoticed if at all possible. You know, he, of course he's, he knows the reality, but he, he surprised me. And, you know, McAllister, the nice thing about them is they've got some other talent that's going to be really good. So it's not just going to be this year. I, they, they've got a couple of guys in the roster. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Brent Venables takes some interest in. So, you know, we'll watch that. Uh, Deer Creek has a young quarterback. I was really excited about, um, it, you know, you and I were talking earlier, Carrie, and the thing I'm learning, and I'm going to go see Jinx, uh, you know, on Thursday as people are listening to this, but there is a possibility of three power five quarterbacks in the state of Oklahoma in the class of 2025. Like that is a wow. very realistic thing. Um, Shaker Rising at Jinx. Uh, David McComb is a guy that everybody's very excited about from Ed Memorial. Grew up in California trained with the same guy that works with um, Malachi Nelson out there and a lot of other elite quarterbacks, right, yeah. Danny Hernandez. Mm-hmm. And um, then Grady Adamson is kind of the guy that nobody knows, but I saw him on tape a few months ago, tweeted about it as I was going through the state and looking over tape and went out there today. And I, you know, there were several division one coaches out there and I know he impressed several of them. He is – he's an intriguing guy. And I think all three – none are that six-foot-five prototype guy. They're all 5'11 to 6'2", kind of in that range. And I, But, I mean, they can all sling it, all really have nice arms, have the kind of pedigree you're looking for. So, I, I think it'll be really interesting to watch all these guys. And it's it's been a crazy week getting around the state of Oklahoma and all the rain. Of rain. And yeah, yeah, it's it's been – I mean, you've been rained out of at least, what, three practices so far? My first day, I was supposed to see five practices, and I saw one. Um, And then I saw the only school where I actually got to really take any pictures because the the one practice I saw was Beggs, and Ryan Grayson came down sick literally the morning of and wasn't able to go. He's, you know, the 2025 kind of cornerback athlete guy that I think is – almost certainly going to have an OU offer within the next, you know, 12 to 18 months. They're just being patient with a young in-state guy, but um a lot to like with him and the the only school I got to take any pictures of was Tulsa Noah for those that don't know, it is a kind of conglomeration of a lot of homeschool students in the Tulsa area. It's the same school where Laurent Stokes came from uh before he went to NEO and then eventually obviously ended up at Oklahoma. So, you know, for those not familiar, it, it has some track record. And, again, they have a defensive lineman that's really interesting, and a guy named Danny Okoye. I had seen him on tape, knew I liked him. I had talked to some coaches that were pretty impressed and kind of intrigued. Going to see him, he's six foot four, 230, 240 pounds. And I had talked to a few people about him, and lo and behold, he picks up a North Texas offer today. And, I, you know, I know that's – not going to move the needle for everybody, but as a 2024 guy playing in kind of a unique situation where he's not part of OSSAA, he's not playing exactly a normal schedule, he's playing a lot of other homeschool you know, teams from kind of around the country, 
it is very telling that a school like North Texas that recruits Oklahoma very hard would go in and make an offer for him. I, I think he is a absolute power five kid and one of the most intriguing in-state guys to watch over the next year, in my opinion. You know, I would like to do, uh, as we build out these offices, I would like to do, um, God, I can't believe I can't even, I, I hated him so much, I can't remember his name. Who's uh, Tom Lemming? Mm-hmm. I would love to do a shot-for-shot remake of his scene in The Blind Side <laughs> with you talking about Oklahoma high school kids. Like, yeah. every, I might make my trip down this year. I'm going to see who's really going to play or not, who's going to get a scholarship, who's not. Coach Venables wants his <laughs> breakdowns. He thinks if he gets an hour earlier. <laughs> oh, my God. That was... That's, we need to get you a lot of plastic surgery before that can happen. Oh, now. God, yes. Yes. And, lo- I mean, largely in the face. I mean, you know, let's, let's just be honest. Um, I'm just thinking about you talking about all these guys and seeing and these quarterbacks in, like, 20, class of 2025. Like, Josh is a kingmaker. Oh. <laughs> I, I had – there was at least one kid that was like, thanks for coming out, man. I'm just so excited. Like, I didn't know if you were going to make it. And I was like <laughs> – Dude, you even he's like legendary status now. I, yeah, I there was I can tell you as and I want to say not to revisit the topic of the camera. Eddie was visibly shaken, like I he know. was concerned, and I kept telling him like Eddie, it's fine. You didn't do it. It wasn't your Eddie fault. Eddie kind of got Eddie's kind of. Um, I don't want to say like I just I'm not. I don't think I'm an asshole. But Eddie will get under my skin every once in a while, and he did today about a stupid social media post about visors. <laughs> and Eddie's hard. Can confirm. Eddie, Eddie, we understand each other. He's very hard to yell at because he lashes back at you, and, and you're just like, son, do you know what you're doing right now? You know who you're talking to like this. Oh, God. And uh, and I just I just take it and move on, but I get my licks in, like, mm-hmm. and I feel satisfied. I don't need to, you know, go any further. But I think I called him a dumb shit at one point. You two are almost a married couple. Like you two bicker about some strange shit, and I guarantee Bob has the same feeling I do. Like. What are they arguing? Like, I, I get lost in it. I don't even know what's being talked about. You and I, ne- I, I can't think of you and I ever really being mad at each other through all the time we've worked together. Like, irritated maybe or something, but not like bad. Like, I can't think of anything along those lines. It's a, it's a little bit of, I think you and I's personalities are so different where mm-hmm. Eddie and I have a lot of similar personality. Yep. yep. And so we clash a little bit. Like, we're just both shitheads. You And you both, you live in your own worlds. Like, you have shit your own way. I have to contend with a wife, and I have to deal with children. I am literally the fourth option at my own house. In your house, what do you want to eat tonight? That's exactly what you're going to eat. What do you want to do tonight? That's exactly what you're going to do. Like, I don't live in that. Guess what? I'll tell you this. Sometimes you make bad decisions on your own about what you're going to eat at night. <laughs> well, if you're and picking I'm talking out, about like, I'm if you're just talking about, about gas station fucking sandwiches, then yes, that's a problem. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying like, uh, I feel like I don't really know what I, I want tonight, but I'm going to go for Mexican. And then you get it and you're like half a taco in. You're like, this really isn't any good. Yes. Like I've, this was not the night for Mexican. Mm-hmm. That, and I can confirm that, like on nights when I am alone, yeah. like when Tiffany has the girls, or mm-hmm. I will be like, "That's what I want," and then I have it, and I'm like, "That was a horrible decision." That's, <laughs> I I don't feel good. I think that's I a universal gross. guy thing. Yeah, like all guys have been through that. They can I, understand that, identify with that. I never pick food well, probably for myself. That's that's a and that's why point. I think that's why it drives guys so crazy. What when women will just not pick a place mm-hmm. because you're like, look. If I pick a place and it sucks, I'm going to hate myself. If you pick a place and it sucks, it's not that I'm going to hate you. It's just going to be, I'm glad I didn't make that decision. Yes. I, I can, you know, passively, aggressively blame you for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, yeah that, that makes sense. But it doesn't, either way, it doesn't ruin your night. But it's just one of those things like, yeah, I made a poor decision. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, let me ask you this. 
the guys that you got rained out on, mm-hmm. what's the, who's the one person you're most disappointed you didn't get to see? Oh, that's a good question. Let's see. So go through like the hot ones. Dell City, I got to make up, so that one was okay. Um, Beggs, it was disappointing not to see Ryan uh, Ryan Grayson because, like I said, I think he's got really elite potential. Um, and then it was, oh, it, it would have to be Bixby. Um, yeah. The the Haas brothers, like absolutely, they have a a young offensive tackle that I think is pretty promising, and I know a lot of people in. Tulsa are really kind of excited that he could be kind of that next guy at um, at Bixby to kind of emerge and maybe pick up some offers. What's interesting about Bixby is that you don't usually see, even as good as they are, their offers aren't crazy. Like they don't get, you know, the guy that's got 37 offers by the time he's a, you know, a sophomore. Like it doesn't really work like that. Even even Luke has that, you know, obviously was committed to OU, is now committed to Arkansas, wasn't, you know, stratospheric early on. And sorry, I wanted to uh, check the name. Brody Duffel is the name of the offensive tackle from Bixby that I, I'm really kind of interested to see. And we'll get him. I mean, it's it's Bixby. They're going to give us, in all likelihood, 13 opportunities to see them next year. So we'll get that sorted out. But there are um, – he's – He's probably the one, uh, and I would have been interested to talk to Luke Haas a little bit because there has been some conversation about whether Oklahoma could still be in that race, you know, whether that could happen. I, It's cooled a little bit. I don't really think that's all that probable anymore, but there was a time when it felt like it could have been. So, I, again, I just think it's kind of interesting and something to track, but – Bixby is probably the school I would have most liked to have seen amongst those. Luckily, like I said, Dell City I was able to make up. Jinx I'm going to see tomorrow. So I got to balance it out a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, no, not a huge surprise that one of the best teams in the state was a little disappointing not to get to catch. Uh, in terms of, you know, just who you you are planning on seeing that, you know, you're most excited about the Red because you're – Going up to Tulsa tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you going anywhere on Friday, or are you just headed back on Friday? I'll head back on Friday. I couldn't find – it just ended up being a flight issue. I couldn't find a flight that I, that would take me back in a reasonable – cheap enough? Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, believe it or not, I'm a penny pincher about my flight, so I try to be reasonable. Um, but tomorrow, um, probably – I mean, it'd be pretty hard to choose any point in the week I was less excited about than the Owasso team camp. You're going to, I mean, you know, and again, tomorrow I know is weird for people. Thursday evening, I'm going to watch Booker T, Broken Arrow, Owasso, Union, Sand Springs, and Stillwater, uh, along with Bentonville from Arkansas. Obviously, the story of the week in state, going to go see Cole Adams, the wide receiver from Owasso. Um, and I, I've seen Cole before. It's not like this is, you know, breaking new ground for me. But it's or the first time since he was off. Right? Absolutely. Going to, you know, going to stick a microphone in his face. We're going to have a conversation, kind of see what he thinks was about OU. La- the weekend before last he was at Alabama? Um, or that, That's been a while. Yeah, it's it? been a little bit. Yeah. Now, he was – when was it that Cole ended up making it down? I don't know if I ended up adding that to his rivals page or not. I'm And I'm – God, this is where we need Bob. Bob will be like, he was there – from 2.45 to 5.45 about three weeks you ago. You know, I really don't care about Bob today because he kind of pissed me off before the podcast started. Oh, oh, Bob, Bob's in trouble now. Well, I mean, I, I, I've made it clear, like, Bob, if it's recruiting, I'm happy for you. And maybe he was just kind of pissing, you know, he was kind of, he was, he was marking his territory a little mm-hmm. bit. But before the pod started, see what happened, I don't know if we explained this or not. We tried to get all four of us on. Yes. Uh, and we had a problem with them hearing us through Skype. We could hear them, or we could have it where we could hear ourselves, but we mm-hmm. couldn't hear them. We could never. We spent a, like an hour trying to yep. figure it out, and I couldn't get it figured out, so that's my fault. Uh, but before they left, I said, well, Josh and I will just do a pod, uh, and we'll make everybody know that we'll have even more after you know camps and the caravan mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, but Bob was basically like, you know, Carrie, people are going to want to hear Josh – Talk about recruiting. <laughs> like, no, I thought we'd just talk about men's basketball, Bob, and all the team news that's just teeming out of the program right now. Did Did you see when you said talk men's ba- like basketball, like my face just went cold? Like it just. I thought you were going to fall out of your chair. Yeah, actually. That, that, I, I was like, I don't even know where to start. 
the worst. If I told like like on occasion, I'll get called to do a radio show or something where they want to talk about OU football. Oh god! And it'll be that it'll be like February or March, and yeah. they're like. So, Josh, what do you think about Porter Moser and the basketball team? I'm like, ah. <laughs> and it is just me scrambling for 30 seconds trying to fill air. That's what you say, uh, I pay someone to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't do that. I, that's, that's, that's beneath me. <laughs> I didn't know if you are going to go beneath me, but there, there you went. Well, I mean, Bob's obviously more talented than I am, but, I mean, he just got a shittier job. That's just the way that goes. All right, time for a quick timeout. Um, I asked you guys this last week. Uh, did you know that Dead Soxy makes custom socks? Uh, whether you're rallying the team or building uh, your own empire, like we are at Sooner Scoop, uh, where you put your logo matters – and you can't afford to put it on half-rate swag. Dead Soxy, they're going to help you create premium custom socks that you can stake your reputation on. Custom socks, they might be the best promotional product that you've never tried. Think about all the hats we're selling uh, for the Unofficial 40 podcast. What if you could put that logo on some very high-quality socks uh, that would impress uh, clients, investors, your employees, donors? Uh, don't worry about not having design skills. Dead Soxy does it all, uh, and their design is always free. Just share your vision, and they'll bring it to life. They'll create digital mock-ups of designs. Uh, we've seen that before. They did it to, uh, you know, rain all the Oklahoma socks by us. Uh, we saw stuff that they didn't even make that we liked. They're so good. And best of all, we're talking about that same premium retail quality Dead Soxy, Dead Soxy socks are known for, but designed for you with your logo. The minimum order is only 120 pairs of the same style, and the lead time is just six to eight weeks. That's not bad at all. So get your project started now. Go to deadsoxy.com custom to check out what they do with custom socks. Mention you heard the ad on Sooner Scoop, and you'll get $100 off all custom orders now. That's deadsoxy.com slash custom, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y dot com slash custom. And as always, stay soxy. But, I mean, Cole Adams going to go see him. Yep. Uh, are you? Ex- I, I would assume you're going to expect to see some kids like that really kind of turn your, you know. Oh, yeah. Turn your, your I mean, eyes a little bit. With the exception Maybe of. even kids that you haven't ever seen or didn't know yeah. about before. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, you th- that's the way this always is. You find some guys that you just you didn't know um young i mean these are programs i see every single year and there's there's always a freshman coming up or a sophomore that maybe developed late or whatever and they you know they're just ready to show off so there will absolutely be some guys i mean booker t we're going to see uh micah t's i have to i still have to pause and not say miles i it's still a, a glitch in my in my software, but, um, so going to see, you know, we'll, we'll talk to Mike a little bit, kind of see where things are at. Union has some really nice young talent that I'm kind of anxious to get a look at. So there are, there, there's a lengthy list of guys. Um, Stillwater's kind of starting over after the last couple of years where they've graduated most of that group that had them playing for state championships for a few years there. So by the way, kudos to our guys at quick trip for putting together that Owasso Bixby, uh, yeah, uh, early season game this year, and doing it on a Thursday night, like I could come up catch that game and then catch something else on a Friday. I mean, that's that's gore. I can do that. All that day. I mean, that was what they asked me. Like, is mm-hmm. Josh McQuistion come? Is the kingmaker coming? Is there? I mean, my only question is there a separate press area for me? Because I like mean, your own lock. Yeah, like your own, yeah. Uh, you um, know, you, you don't want to mix with that? the wrong types. Your green room. Yeah, where I can get ready and, you know, have it's my... It's kind of like when you go to a Kings of Leon concert and, like, sure. there's backstage and there's backstage green room. Mm-hmm. And the backstage green room is all their third cousins that they know they have to be nice to and they can act like they're backstage, but yeah. they're not really backstage. Mm-hmm. So, basically, you know, for, for Jared, who is undoubtedly listening... If I, that's the room I would be in if I went because I'm not really <laughs> in the inner circle. Carrie gets to go to the good green room, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Josh, Josh is he, he'll go there. He doesn't he doesn't get actually you probably our be pretty pre-release. popular. Like if you is you know if you start pushing the girls like on more mm-hmm. cool social media besides Facebook like your Instagram yeah uh, and and your Twitter, then I think like Nathan and Jared and, and Caleb, like they'd be, like you could 
establish friendship that way as you know sure a young father of of young girls yeah young children i mean and there are people out there that will use their children for gain um (laughs) but i'm not one of those so um you know you know who you are but uh you know that that's that that's that's fine um man but um see we don't even need eddie to take shots at people (laughs) I think it's maybe it's because it's late at night and I'm just my my, well, my here's F's the given thing. are low. Let's let's be let's be real here though. We were the first shot takers. Yes, like Eddie is just following in our footsteps and maybe taking it up a few notches. I, but I, I think Eddie took a model and and made improvements. Like I, you he know, is kind of a thief. I, you know, he's like flattery is the best. Revenge? No, that's not what it is. Imitation. Imitation is a sincere form of flattery. flattery. There we go. Yep. Um, No, and and I think, but at the same time, Eddie will do, like, Eddie. Eddie wouldn't have done this. He would have just just called the person a loser (laughs) in a really horrible way. He he wouldn't have gone back and looked at it. Um, Eddie will do stuff that I'm like, I, I should have done that. Like he's so, cause I remember like feeling like I had to be buttoned up all the time and mm-hmm. like, I couldn't express how I felt about something. I wanted to be, well, we came up, Mr. the thing Media. about it is like, and I'm not trying to say anything negative towards Eddie, but like when we came up, this was an industry that had no credibility and no reputation. hundred oh, percent. Like we had to build that. Yep. Like that was, you and I both took that seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was not a, as much screwing around. And then, you know, I kind of got to use my radio career for that. And now it's even more, it's a ridiculous, you know, dad joke-a-thon slash dick joke-a-thon <laughs> slash fart joke-a-thon uh, every morning. Sounds great. Uh, but like, no, we were like very, like we couldn't get credential. Mm-hmm. Like we had to prove every day, like that we were just as serious and just as professional as everybody else. So like, I don't blame us for not being more like Eddie because mm-hmm. we kind of uh, we kind of what do they what do they say uh, blaze the path for him to kind of just do what he does. He, I mean, I at one point I was a how did I get termed an Oklahoman story a <laughs> internet interloper or I was an interloper <laughs> of some kind. And yeah, there was, a, and that was the other thing. We we were always fighting jealousy from the mainstream media, the newspaper. Like, I I remember it was the Alamo Bowl, two thousand seven, and I was becoming really good friends with like Garen Emig and John Shin, who were on the beat, and they were like, "Hey, we're going down to the bar. Come down and see us." And there was a guy named Mike Jones, old guy. He was he was on the footsteps of retirement, the doorstep mm-hmm. of retirement, and. This is when, like, you know, all of a sudden you have to write like multiple stories a day. Like he couldn't understand. He's like, "How is this possible?" Like, and, and he's like one of those guys. I look back to. I said, "Don't ever be that guy." Like, if you're if you become that guy where you bitch about how much work you have to do in this business, get out. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not for you anymore. Yep. Uh, and so what do I do? I turn fifty. Uh, Nil comes out. I decide to open offices and kill myself um, <laughs> because I don't have enough to do waking up and doing a morning show on top of that uh but now like it's almost 11 Mm o'clock i have been awake since 5 Mm a.m uh and i haven't left this office other than to do my radio show so so i have our life is getting easier but anyway i have mike jones to thank is what you're telling me mike no but like mike jones like he hated my guts Mm -hmm. like and he taught i i don't I, I don't hate the guy. I don't dislike him at all because he's that guy that was like, okay, if he doesn't like me, there's something I'm not doing wrong. So what do I need? And I would talk to other people. I'd be like, you know, okay, what am I doing? What can I do for him not to be so pissed off at me all the mm-hmm. time? And, you know, people were like, well, it's not all your fault. But um, he was the guy that taught me, like, don't ever go into a scrum and stand there with your microphone and not ask a question and then walk away and then use those quotes, yep. uh, you know, without have, having contributed to any of the, the, like, it's what you see now. It's commonplace yep. is like for, you know, people to sit there and just wait for the best quote mm-hmm. from a question that someone 
had a genuinely good question, got a genuinely good response, and they run to their computer as fast as they can to put that out there for the world when they did nothing to generate yep. it. And so, like, I learned stuff like that, but it was also like, you know, you were, we were in this industry in the beginning of it where everyone hated us because we were young, uh, we were working harder. It's, it's like, it's just like now, it's just like with young people now, like, uh, I work with a guy named Q-Tip and... Uh, Eddie was kind of the first to have this attitude. Like he wanted everyone older than him to die so he could have his rightful place <laughs> in the media empire that is mm -hmm. Oklahoma City. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that's why he started going after people like Blevins so much is because they've been around forever. Hell, Blevins was doing stuff when I was in high school. Uh, I yep. mean, uh, so, I mean, he's been around forever. Uh, and, you know, he's an older guy. He's not the same anymore. You can tell he's fallen off. Uh, and Eddie was the first kind of guy to be like, that guy needs to die because... <laughs> he needs to be replaced by younger, more capable people because we're more younger. Okay? Mm -hmm. and, and kids today are still like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's where the olds thing came from. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, just just young people. Not, And that's a problem I have is like, I don't know why we get so philosophical lately on pods with, you know, your, your brief history of prison last week. Um, <laughs> but it's like you want to teach kids. It's like I've talked with Jalen Ross recently about it. I was like, you know why you've wanted to be on the internet instead of playing football is because you get instant gratification from all the people yep. that love Sooner Sports Daily. Mm -hmm. uh, and because to you, that has more value and it gives you more positive feedback because your football career so far has been injury-plagued. Yep. Uh, he had a back injury, he had to have surgery. Like It's not been fun for him playing football, but... You know, he's going to stick to it this year. He's, he's, he, I think he might even come to one of uh, Brent Venable's camps. Uh, to work out as a football player, which would be awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, you have to earn your way. And you can't just have it given to you because somebody dies. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only thing, like, you know, that bothers me about that attitude. We had to earn our way. We were not We were never like, we wish these people would get all get fired or their paper would go under so we can have their spots. Like, I don't think we ever felt like we deserved to have a spot at the table when we were coming up. We were, we were trying to prove ourselves each and every day. I... I mean, I came up where there wasn't this, you know, and, you know, I don't know about it for you, Carrie, but there wasn't, for me early on, it wasn't this clear idea that the internet was going to overwhelm a lot of the mainstream media. Like, I, I thought, well, if I do this long enough, maybe a newspaper will hire, you know, like, yeah. I, I kind of went at it backwards. And so, and then there was a point when you're like, oh, oh, no, this is sustainable. Like, this is a thing. And it just changed the way you looked at all of it. And, you know. Thanks for the faith in me. Appreciate uh, that. <laughs> we both know when all that happened. That was that was like 2010. The, the world kind of shifted for us and how this site went. And about the time Krabby left. Like that was, let's see, 09. Because it was right about the time I got married. It wasn't long after. Because I got married. We moved down there. And then, to Houston. Uh-huh. And then about that time was when there was the whole courtship with ESPN, and they were talking to me, and it was largely built on, you know, my relationship oh, yeah. with Krabby. Mm -hmm. and Yahoo tried to cut me short. Like, they were – and you were like, no, 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 we're not doing this. Like, and you – to your credit, you fought for me when when they were going to just be like, no, nah, we're just not going to pay him this month because I had, my contract had run out, and I wasn't yeah, ready to resign with that. them. Yeah. But I was still producing content for for rivals. Yeah, I think that's what kind of forced me to to take an offer from somebody else and tell them like I'm going to leave mm -hmm. and go to another site, and you're not going to have anybody at the OU site. Yeah, like because that was just the thing. Like the the management, it was all about Krabby, and they never really placed any value on us. And it mm -hmm. it took rivals getting sold to Yahoo uh, and like Greg Gibson to come aboard. And finally say, like, these are our guys. like, yep. And then we finally got a full share of what we should have been getting the whole time. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was never Krabby's fault. It's no, the position no, he was in. not at all. But, you know, Rivals was paying him out of our till, and yep. you and I were doing all the work. So it's that's, like... That's a model that is still favored by some. Uh, so, uh, you know. Um, no, but anyway, I mean, you know, getting past all our kind of soapbox stuff and just, you know, I know people always want us to talk about the beginnings of Sooner Scoop. And how, <laughs> so, I mean, that's a little bit there, but 
I don't know. I guess you must really like The Office for us to be getting so philosophical about things. I, I'm comfortable here. I mean, like, th- this is nice. I got a nice chair sitting here watching a little bit of sports on television. You want to move back to Oklahoma? I, I, that, is, that is not a Josh problem. <laughs> that is not a Josh problem at all. So um, that is I, – I would, I would be perfectly fine with that move. But, well, you if know, anyone, anyone wants to buy us for millions of dollars – Yes. Now is a good time. Now is a good time, you know. I I think, you know, I think we've established that I'm kind of the whore of this relationship and I don't know that that's true. You're a whore for money, I'm a whore for gear. Yeah. Yeah, that's We're fair. We're both whores in our we, own we, ways. Yeah, we, I guess everybody has their price. We we just have different price tags. I'm a whore for new media power. Mhm. Mhm. And I'm willing to do anything to grab onto more of it. You you are. You Right now, you are like a million ideas a minute. Like, every time I talk to you, you're like, we could do this. And then I kind of thought, like, from that, we could spin off to this. The other day, I see something. <laughs> and it was very important. We had to have a very important meeting about our direction and our future. And I was sending you. It is about NIL stuff that mm-hmm. we're talking about. And, and we've been talking about it forever. But <laughs> you were walking into practice, and you just texted me back and goes, Explain this to me like I'm five. <laughs> well, he has this this broad idea, and I'm like, I don't know how that works. Explain it to I me. I was like trying I'm five. to, yeah. It's really bad dealing with me because mm-hmm. I I I throw out an idea, and I said, I say, this is what I think we should do, mm-hmm. and then it's about I don't know seven follow ups about, and we should do it because of this, mm-hmm. and if we do it, it'll help this, mm-hmm. and it'll do this, like. All my stuff is always multi-layered. Like yep. I never come with an idea if I haven't thought through. Like I feel really like it, it's interesting watching Brent Venables because he uses the term holistic a lot. Yeah, and I've never really used that term with anything. But like everything I do, like in, I've talked to you about this recently. Like I want it to be something that makes sense for the business on multiple levels. It's just like with merch. We talked about that from the beginning. Oh, yeah. But then it works with NIL, mm-hmm. you know, and then it works with, uh, like, now you can sell stuff on Facebook and Instagram. It helps us build our social channels. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy that was, by the way, shout out to Fred and, uh, I want to say, I don't want to get this wrong. I think I don't it's know this one. Amy. Um, Ann. Ann. Fred and Ann. And I don't want to say last names because I haven't really been given permission. But the proposal. The guy that proposed with the mm-hmm. oh, unofficial forty hat. absolutely, yeah. That was awesome. Big congrats. And, a, I mean, again, all of you out there that are proposing or being proposed to, if you have a inclination that that kind of thing's coming and you're not wearing a hat, I we've got to doubt your your commitment to the unofficial 40. So, so far, I mean, and here's the thing. That was with a white dad hat. Mm-hmm. We have not had a trucker hat proposal, which is almost sold out right now. And I've already got them reordered. I'm, I'm begging our distributor supplier to get them to me. But I think we need a proposal and a visor. Mm-hmm. Trucker mm-hmm. hat. Uh, okay. You know, performance cap, Imperial. Sure, sure. There's a, the, for all of you with big heads out there, the new XL hats. You know, I I don't like the way you look directly at me as you say that. Like it's <laughs> it's it's hurtful. It feels you know I feel attacked. I will say this: you you look better with your hair longer. Is it? Do you consider that now or other times? Like you like it? It just it, it accentuates your head better. It mm-hmm. makes your head look less melony. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm asking. Do you right now? Do you consider my hair long or not? It's, I, yeah, I'd you say mean it's like up top? Up top I, yeah. Okay, okay. I fix it because I keep it pretty short on the side. So um, I know that's not under your control most of the time. N- n- no, no, that is. Trust me, I've been sent back to a salon before in my day. You, I mean, you can absolutely recall this was not the haircut I had as a single man. So. um I think all single men should have haircuts that require you to have use as little shampoo as possible. Yeah. Being a single man and buying shampoo is just mm-hmm. not... I mean, it's better with Amazon, but... <laughs> well, like, who wants to have a mullet like, and use all that shampoo all the time? You better be young. Speaking of... You know, we, we talked about Eric McCarty earlier. You've seen his hair, right? Yes. I mean, it is mid-back. It is long. But, I mean... Didn't you have crazy hair when you were, you know, 
in either junior high or high school at some point, or maybe early in college. Yeah, I was going to say college is when I kind of I, I went through my my hair thing and. Yeah, I had. I was in college after I quit playing baseball. Uh, I had to wear a bandana because mm-hmm. there was no other way to function in society. I had so much hair. Yeah. I probably my real high school thing was trying to grow a goatee and I my facial hair even now as an adult man is pretty splotchy and not very strong then it was gross like, yeah I, I looked like like the 16 year old kid trying to have facial hair who can't grow it like Shit, oh, you just gave up a two run home run with two outs on the ninth make it six four Ooh. so again we're talking, it's just about 11 o'clock on Wednesday We're night. We're both a little here. punchy, I think. Yep, so. Um, but anyway, uh, real quick, uh, mm-hmm. let's talk about Atlanta. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, um, you know, for, I, I don't know who would know at this point. We tweeted out a lot of stuff, and we've put out several interviews. Um, went to Atlanta for the Rivals camp, saw a bunch of young so OU offers. So there were like offers. 15 offers about? Mm-hmm. There, were, there were 15 expected, I would say about eight showed and then there was probably three or four other guys that I would say I'm pretty confident before you know before their time is up they will have OU offers I I mean and it may three or four may be modest there was I told Eddie and I Eddie was going over the film and he was like who were all these offensive linemen there were two offensive linemen there that were 2025 guys that were six foot seven or larger and 310 pounds or larger these I mean it's just it's the stereotype of the Southeast, like just yeah. big guys everywhere. And um, some of the more notable ones, Kavion Henderson, the big kind of outside linebacker edge, you know, defensive end, kind of depends on what scheme you're talking about. Uh, from Alabama, he showed up, got there a little late, but had a chance to talk with him. And he he just – he's over the moon about Oklahoma. He really likes him, was uh, on camera telling me to put in a forecast for Oklahoma, you know, like <laughs> – he, he's like, I like that, man. You should do that. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, two people out there still haven't done it. There there are certain tests that that have to be passed before I'm willing to do those kind of things. So, um, and then, you know, you had uh, Jalen Mbakwe, another Alabama guy, real speed dude, got to play some wide receiver, played some corner. And he's one of those fun guys you watch in camp drills where – kind of lets the quarterback think he's got a window and then mm-hmm. he'd close that you know that gap and break up a pass or intercept it uh not not hard to see what he you know what OU likes and he really likes Jay Valai talked a lot about his um just his technical acumen how much he teaches his corners and you know yeah. being around those guys he picked up on a lot of that and uh I would say the last one that was really um you know, among the most notable is the and really the 2023 guy that was most prevalent of all the guys I saw was Jalen Kilgore, the safety. Um, he'll be in for an official visit. He's coming to the barbecue on June 3rd, and just he loves Brandon Hall. He loves the staff. Really likes the energy that is there, and I, you know. I thought he had a little bit of a rough day talking to a few people. I don't know that everyone was that surprised about it. I think he was – he's seen as a very raw prospect. There's a lot of learning to do. But you talk about a what the, what a safety should look like. I mean, he's 6'1", 190, big, real real well put together. You can tell he spent some time in the gym. So, I mean, he's he is, you know, the kind of guy that, you hope a coaching staff can figure out what to do with him because the physical tools are there. But he was, you know, he was going one on one with some receivers, had some trouble at times. But there is, there's a lot of raw stuff there that works. So, um, but you know, and I could go down a list because there were several other guys that are off the radar right now. You got like Justin Green, 2024 defensive lineman, was dominant. Um, kind of a guy that could play inside, could play outside, just kind of depending on what his body type does. And the only other one I'll mention is um, uh, Simmons. I'm I'm wanting to say Malachi Simmons, but that's not right. Malcolm Simmons, there we go. Uh, Wide receiver from Jonesboro, uh, Georgia. I didn't know anything about him. He's He's a Rivals 250 guy. I just didn't know the name very much, being a 2024 guy from Georgia. But... Super explosive, really long receiver. Kind of, um, 
I can't think of a, a comparison that I love for him, but just a, you know, like six one, probably gonna be a ten six hundred meter guy. Like you watch him run, and he just looks different than most guys. So again, I mean. I don't think in any year I could really go wrong going to Atlanta and watching a big-time camp. But this year in particular, there's going to be – I mean, there's going to be probably multiple guys that were at that camp that end up as part of OU recruiting classes at one point or another. So there is um, – there's there's plenty to take in, and we've got some more um, – still some more content to come out of that as, as I get back from this tour and kind of have time to – put everything together but the bottom line is you know I I made a point to ask all these kids what do you you know what does OU and the SEC mean to you does that change the way you look at them and a few told me you know no not really you know it's a big enough program I would have been interested anyway but several were you know yeah it, it, it definitely makes them more appealing I could play in front of my family sometimes it'd be easier for yeah me to travel. Especially that part of the country yep and um uh, and just the you know, that's that's what those kids think of is that's where the best football is played. And, you know, hell, who can argue with them? So I, I, would, I wonder if, like, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart and those guys would prefer that the SEC hold off on announcing any kind of uh, pod or, you know, realignment mm-hmm. just because they don't want to make it known, like, well, if you, you go to Texas <laughs> or Oklahoma, you're going to be playing uh-huh. in this area of the country half yep. your games or whatever. Yep, that – I, that's, I love, you know, I don't, it's so funny because they're like, well, it's gotta be the one and seven or the three and, you know, six or whatever. Yeah. Why, why does it have to be one? Like, why, why wouldn't two and seven work or Just two and six work? Total like, chaos. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, have OU Texas, have Alabama LSU or, you know, whichever Alabama Auburn. Treat it like the NFL and just come up with a scheduled yeah. release every year in the summer. Yeah. Like I, I get that rivalries are kind of the lifeblood of college football. Like I get it that there has to be some semblance and, but I mean, pick two rivalry games, you know, Al- Auburn's going to play Alabama. I mean, poor Auburn. Cause it's going to be Alabama and yeah, Georgia. They're going to like get Texas. and know you're always going to play each other. Yeah. And, I mean, God, Auburn's just going to get slaughtered in that. But, you know, having to play those two year in and year out. But um, – and I think that's the problem is who gets to, who gets to play Vanderbilt? Like, who gets that rivalry game, you know, every single year? Who gets that W? So – Think about how pathetic it is for the people that are going to fight to want to play Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah. Like the Missouris and the Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, so yeah. busy week uh, – doesn't really slow down though. Brent Venables has his camps coming up uh-huh. um, on the second, I believe. First is it the first. I, I believe it's June first and June second. Okay. It's, it's the first round of them. Um, and I mean, we've, you know, I. It's funny. I was having this conversation with Tiffany, trying to explain to her. Yeah, yeah. I've been up in Oklahoma for a week, and I'm probably going to have to come back multiple times the next couple of weeks. Like that's what that looks like. And she was like, "Well, you know, the camps. What?" Are, I don't think – I don't know. Maybe maybe we were glad that it was something we didn't have to mess with as much as we once did. But under Lincoln, the camps were just an afterthought. Well, yeah, it, it I mean, that's the thing about Brent is, like, he's, it's, he's just so – and I don't want this to be a bad thing, but he believes uh, in, in the – a lot more fundamentals of football and recruiting and, and coaching and all that stuff. I mean – but one of his fundamental things, and one of the things he's been talking about since he got here, is camps need to matter. Yep. And if you won't come to – it's kind of like the holistic thing. It's like they're saying to people, it matters to us that you want to come to our camps. Like mm-hmm. if you want to be here, we need to see that you want to be here and not you know interested in seeing how many offers you can pile up. Yep. Like uh, – and, you know, I think the thing they said about the mega camps and stuff came off bad, and I still think that kind of messaging on that is a little off. Yep. Um, because I don't think kids are going to the mega camp. I, I guess they just hate the mega camps, but I don't think there's anything wrong with the kids that go to mega camps. That, no. It's like there are so many families out there that don't really understand the recruiting process, mm-hmm. uh, and by this point, they never will. And yeah. it's, it's because – I'm sure, like us, that we pay attention to it sure. constantly. It's our livelihood. Yeah. Um, for them, 
it's a it's a small window of time that they find out about you know uh 13 14 years old and years into their kid's life Mm -hmm. and they just don't have time to become an expert on it i mean like we would run into moms that were like uh making a side hustle like well i'm starting a a business on how to you know handle the recruiting process oh yeah um it was a uh god what's um Saxy kids mom oh maiden yeah mama maiden mama yep. maiden she yep. was kind of one of those mm-hmm. oh absolutely um and she did a great job and she was mm-hmm. fantastic uh but it's like bryn is basically saying this is what matters to us we need this to matter to you and if it does we're a fit yeah. as a as a football program and and you're a fit for a player in our football program yeah i mean you know you they want you to come to campus. They want you to show that you you have a level of interest. And at the same time, I think these coaches want to work with these kids. They want to be around them. They want to see what is it like when I push Build you that a little relationship. bit. Yeah. What are you What are you going to be like? You know, because Carrie, I mean, you and I <laughs> know it better than probably anybody in this market at this point. Brent Venables loves working a camp mm-hmm. like that. Oh, th- th- I mean, he's never more Brent Venables than when he is coaching and working linebackers he'd love that i i don't think the greatest thing was when it was brent working the linebackers and kevin wilson working yep. the fullbacks they just try and it was like murder oh on the football field and you could see them like it was thinning out the wolves from yeah. their individual groups that were going to go because they knew they were going to stick them in that war and just they were going to block and hit and it was going to be incredibly violent and sometimes it got to be where like it was a little bit of a false read like i remember a guy coming to camp like Jaden bird mm-hmm. uh just dominated all the fullbacks there and mm-hmm. it turns out he was like oh he's a good special teams player but yep. he wasn't a star yep uh and it's like marshall musel was kind of another one of those mm-hmm. guys but it was just those guys that were individually competitive, yep. uh, and they they stuck around and they made contributions. But like the Ronell Lewis, like when he came, he was very broad, and you could tell. But you just you see him running around, and you're like, okay, that kid's even though he plays eight man, he belongs. Yeah, like the, I mean, I remember when he committed on signing day, you know, the year before, like back when that wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. And going out to see him, and I was like, "Kid, I don't know if you can play, but good lord, like you, <laughs> you look the freaking part." And just this, and his coach is a guy I still talk to, uh, Josh Bean out there. He's now at, uh, I believe, Gore. Um, well, you know, I mean, another guy like I think of in that group is like Austin Box when he mm-hmm. came out to camp uh, multiple years. I mean, like oh, since yeah. he was a sophomore, I yep. think. Um, but like we would go out there and watch him at camp. I remember. I think I would. I I'd sidled up to you one time. And you're like, "Watch this kid. He's he's like a he's already playing American Legion and mm-hmm. stuff. Like he's a really mm-hmm. good baseball player." And just watch him, and you looked at him. And you're like, "Okay, something's different about that guy." Yep. But then, like when you saw him play in high school, and they we made that run with the bad arm to the sure. you know, into yep. when deep in the state playoffs, finals. Yep. Uh, it was like you knew how dominating he was by then. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was like Roy Williams. Like yep. he was one player that could take over a football game on the defense. He was kind of Bobby Boucher. I, I have, I have told people before that Alan Trimble rarely would ever sell me on a guy rarely, you know, especially a jinx guy. He'd be like, you know, Josh, I like this guy, this, you know, but he was never a hard salesman about mm-hmm. that stuff. And I remember talking to him and I and I I think I've told this story on the pod before, but we were rivals was considering dropping Austin out of the rivals one hundred um, after the Army All American game that game maker <laughs> that he played and he'd done pretty well. But I had to I, I call Allen and I we're talking about something else, and I said, well, what do you you know? I, I think Box may drop out of the hundred, and he goes. Josh, that's that's the best high school football player I've ever played against. Like, I mean, wow. he he. I mean, and you're talking about a dude that's seen everybody. He loved Austin Box and just what he, and, and you know, and now that I say it, it may not have been the best, but like one of. Like, I mean, he was yeah. very clear that yeah. this dude is special. Don't don't screw that. You know, don't overthink it. Yeah. So, um, well, but that's the thing too. I think that's good. Is like. With these camps, like back then, you're talking about everybody was going. Mm-hmm. And then we oh, saw yeah. it kind of thin out to where, okay, mm-hmm. you'd have to have an elite day to get kids yep. to go to camp. And it's like, uh, 
I think probably when it dwindled was uh, 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 Manning, uh, the kid that went to A and M that Jackie should have had. Wrapped oh, up. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. God, what's Justin, his name's little Justin brother? Manning. Justin Manning. Yeah, Demarcus's yeah. little brother. Demarcus yeah, Granger's, Granger's little brother. brother yeah. Mm-hmm. But like that was kind of like when that I remember that being the era when it started going from like okay they're having kids come in just for a morning session yep. and then it started going towards elite kids because they couldn't get kids to come in like Julian Wilson uh, camp for two different camps three six straight days yep. to get a scholarship offer uh, nobody does that anymore yep. I mean nobody there's too much these kids have. Uh, they're, they're too concerned about how it looks. Like uh-huh. you would just never find that. Oh yeah, I don't want to go chase offers. Yeah, I want to. I want to. If be you chased. don't want me, I'm not. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, but he wanted that offer, and he, and he worked to get it. And it was just kind of. It was so you were so enamored with it. You're like, mm-hmm. I can respect that kid. He. Yep. He might not be able to play here, and he did start, but he wasn't a great player. Yeah. But he deserves, you know, this as much as anyone else we're looking at. Well, it's so funny. You think about that sophomore team and Kendall was the star quarterback. Austin Haywood was the freaky athletic talent. And Julian Wilson was, I mean, and I, 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 Julian was actually saw him out to Choctaw tonight. He's out actually recruiting for Abilene Christian right now. Okay. Um, I said, Hey, you know, just, we caught up for a second, but, um, the Julian was kind of the afterthought of that trio and easily had the best Oklahoma career of any of those three guys. I mean, it's not even close. So, um, you know, and that's no shot at Kendall or anything. I mean, it just didn't work out at quarterback for Kendall. So, uh, um, I think Austin probably is to blame for him. Not yes. Austin, Austin is responsible for his, his own issues. But I mean, back to my point, like it could be a really good thing for Brent, you know, to have this because mm-hmm. you don't have really good players coming and playing against a bunch of nobodies, which no. is that doesn't do anybody any, yep. any good. Well, I, I can tell you right now, the June 1st camp, Kavian Henderson's expected to be there. He's going to be there, and then he's going to do the barbecue. And talking about going against good guys, he's the um, Ashton Funk kid in the 2024 class that I saw down in Houston from Katie Tompkins. He's supposed to be there that day. So even just to watch those two, yeah, I mean, that that's a matchup that you used to kind of see at these games. I mean, you used to watch good on good at an OU camp, and then it just became. You want to? You want to? You want a hot take prediction for me? Oh, I'm ready. So, I'm gonna guess that we see some kids out there, like in white helmets and like white jerseys, mm-hmm. because I think Brent Venables and Miguel Chavis will get some kid cornered mm-hmm. that just came out there to watch. Mm-hmm. And and basically <laughs> goaded him into participating. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see some of that. I I would be very interested, to like, because Brent, they're both such positive people. Like, yeah, how do you bully positively like that? He can, yeah. Like, I mean, they'll He's do mean, it. Are you telling me that you don't want to come out here and show yeah. everybody that you're the best player? In the oh country? yeah, there you go, there you go. A little nagging, yeah, yeah uh, exactly. Yeah, that 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 could work. Um, you know, when I coach. Coach so and so at Clemson was number one pick. He did. He he tried to walk out and just watch practice one time. And he couldn't do it. By the time it was over, he had to get out there and compete. Trevor Lawrence is such a competitor. He had to come practice. He couldn't. He couldn't avoid it. Uh, but no, I mean, I do. I, I Trevor think Lawrence see showed him. up in a suit. <laughs> he made his mom catch passes. Uh, but no, it you know. I think you're going to see an uptick in talent. I will say what's interesting that I'm seeing a lot of. By the way, I don't think they would have like white helmets and it's try to be just an OU helmet or something. Yeah. On, uh, on social media, what I'm seeing a lot of is really young guys, like 25, like 26s tweeting out, like they got invited. Like, and it's, well, they're, I, and I, I make no illusions. I'm not going to be scouting 2026 guys. Like, <laughs> You need to have high school football tape before I'm going to take you seriously like that. I, that's no offense to them. That's just a personal. Well, this policy. is what this is how summer camps came. You know, like people don't realize how much we do this out at summer camps. And when they started getting more diluted, it was like we'd see a guy and we'd be like, "I really like that guy." I mean, that guy could be something mm-hmm. like. And then, you, and then it started racing through your mind, like, okay, if this is a freshman or a sophomore, we might have something here. Yep. 
And then you'd go up and you'd be like, oh, no, he's a senior. He's actually oh, yeah. a fifth-year senior. I, I, I got I, held back last year. I can't tell you how many times Kerry probably watched me just – like my just i'm so excited thinking i found something but now he's a senior man nobody can he had 12 catches well, like yeah, when you find out yeah when you find out they're a senior it's like any potential that they had yeah. it's gone and it's like you're i'm sorry you, you're <laughs> what brent talks about his uh uh sand timer what were they called mm. those oh the um uh yeah i i know what you're talking like sand through the hourglass uh I, hourglass just an hourglass yeah, it's just an hourglass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. It's like the the he's he's run out of grains of sand mm-hmm. in his hourglass. Yep. Like all of a sudden. Yep. It, it's. I mean, it's it's like it starts ancient. out. Yeah, it starts out like yep. the, it's, the hourglass is full <laughs> on the top, and you find that he's senior, and it's all on the bottom. Mm-hmm. What was that? The M Night Shyamalan movie where they're like on the beach and they're. Aging I will not really watch that fast. movie. I think it was called Once or One or something. Yeah, old or young. They age or, a year for every hour they're on the beach. Yeah, yeah, and so. That is that. That's what it would feel like at times. Like you were just like, oh, you literally just turned into an old man right in front of my <laughs> eyes. Like, you know, I thought I thought I was interested, but now you know, if no you were going to grow three inches possibly, and you know, put on twenty five pounds, <laughs> the best opposite story ever was Gerald McCoy. Because I'm like, well, damn, that guy's got to be a senior, but I mean, he's so big and interesting. Yeah. Like I, you know, maybe he's a, you know, a, a TCU kind of guy or something. And then I find his mom and dad, and they're like, oh, he's going to be a sophomore next year. I was like, okay, like, we're like, you're my new best friend. Boys, get the wagons going. Exactly. Get all the pictures. This is Carrie. This is, I mean, I guess it was just, it was basically just you and me at that point, but Eddie and and Bob weren't even a a glimmer in our eye. There's no doubt uh, the Kingmaker will favor you if you're a sophomore in 6A starting, then there's, there's, all the possibility in the world to become a king. I will. I will nerd out pretty good. And, and Justice Hansen is absolutely the number one example of that. Oh, Justice. Justice. We, all that We got to stop. It's been two weeks in a row talking to Justice Hansen. <laughs> How many weeks in a row can we get a, at a, at a get a Justice Hansen? For each week that we mention him, somebody has to take like two shots. If it's been three weeks, I got to take a third. <laughs> I, I love it. That's what, that's the It's the new Justice Hansen drinking game. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, those camps coming up. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, we'll it's just preview be crazy. more of that next. Yeah, week. We'll, yeah, we'll talk more. Yeah. Of that. We got the caravan coming up tomorrow night. Uh, we're gonna try and get Eddie and Bob back, and maybe the three of us just do something to kind of wrap up the caravan or something. But uh, I mean, this ended up being a much longer pod than we thought it was gonna be. It's uh, almost 11:30 at night, mm-hmm. so you got to get to bed, I get out on the road. Edmund. You got to yep. drive to Edmond. Mm-hmm. I got to get up and do radio. Um, and this pod uh, will not be up tonight. I'm not even going to mess with it. It'll be up tomorrow. So I got a stupid camera sitting there that I got to just put it on the street and just see what homeless person c- comes and takes it. There'll be some resourceful homeless person that can, like, fix it. Like, they'll fix it and make it work, and they're going to start their own television career out of it. Well, we'll, we'll Hey, then you'll be the kingmaker, buddy. You, you've made someone a media mogul. I'm not trying to... No, anyway, <laughs> don't take me into Eddie territory. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. Thanks to Dead Soxy, as always. Uh, appreciate you guys. Go check them out, deadsoxy.com. Uh, and uh, Soonerscoopstore.com, just Soonerscoopstore.com. Uh, we laid out the plan, ladies and gentlemen. We need a fundraiser. Uh, go buy some hats. we got to buy some cameras. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already bought some, but now we have to buy more. Um, so... Not a good situation with the uh, loss of a dear friend tonight. The JVC GYM is 620. I don't know. Pro HD. Way to go. JVC, you, you had a good run. Good cameras, just not... Not designed... Not football proof. Not designed to take a football spike to the to the top. Eddie, I will give Eddie this after being a little uh, bitchy to him today. He was... When he called, he was legitimately worried, and he had no reason to be because it wasn't his fault. So uh, I, I want it to be said in his behalf. I told him I was like, "Let I'll talk to Carrie. Let me tell Carrie," <laughs> because he was legitimately concerned. I was like, "Eddie, it's." He kept like the whole time. He's like, "I can't believe that just happened. I can't believe that just happened." Like, like that's the never worst happened. offense that Eddie has ever had is he lost the the transmitter for his microphone. That's the worst thing he's mm-hmm. ever done. 
He, we're going to have some kid lose a $3,000 camera at some yes, point with we, these offices. We are we are lucky to have young Edward Radosevich. We are. He, yeah, mm-hmm. he's very responsible. I mean, yep. I know you would never think it, but he's actually very responsible yep. with equipment and yep. gear and all that stuff. God, that microphone is beat to hell, though. That one, did, well, does you he have, have beat to hell microphones too? No, mine is mine's still going. Okay, I, I can show it to you. It's, okay. it's pristine. But I, I'm again, he just doesn't like. Oh, there's some people that just take those like they those mics come with a case, mm-hmm. but he just doesn't ever put it in the case. I ne- like literally the only time if I'm doing an interview if it's not in the case, like that's the only time. So <laughs> I, I am uh, again. I don't want to spend any money. Like I don't want any of that. So, but. I, to to that end, again, Eddie had no fault in that. That no. was just a shitty no, I break. Get it. I get it. I told him I didn't blame him for anything. So Good, good. All right. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, Josh is pointing at the big television for some reason. I don't know why. Joey Votto was cussing somebody Ooh, out nice. for the Cubs. Uh, we will be back again next week. Uh, Going to be a lot of good stuff coming up over the next couple of weeks. Sooner Caravan uh, coming to a conclusion. Uh, and then we've got uh, the Brent Venables football game and Champion Barbecue, which we'll get into more next week as well. So uh, thank you for listening. We'll be back again next week for another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from SoonerScoop.com.